what a joy it is to be alive and to be able to speak, to think, to see, to hear, to smell, to walk, to talk. But you know what? The greatest joy is to be a child of God because all of these things, even if they were not true of us, even if we were not alive in body, we will be with the Lord. So I would not change anything for being a child of God. If you do not know Jesus Christ as Savior, I invite you to trust Him right now. I invite you to admit that you are a sinner. Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, would be a prayer that you would pray. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior. I accept him today as my personal Savior. Come into my heart and save me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, if you prayed a simple prayer like that and you meant it, guess what? God would save you. He said, if we would confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, that's why I said in the prayer, I believe that Jesus Christ is the only Savior. If you will confess with them, oh, the Lord Jesus, and believe in our heart that God has risen from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. I'm glad I'm a child of God. You know, nothing good that I have done. If there is one person that don't deserve to be a child of God, it would be this person. But because of his mercy and because of his grace, he has saved me and he will use the same mercy and the same grace to save you if you would just call out to him and accept Jesus and ask him to save you. Francis Havagil, take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. Take my voice and let me sing always only for my king. Always only for my king. Wow. John is dealing with this matter of repentance. And you know that repentance leads unto one accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. In our last devotion, we looked at water baptism. Now, today I want to be very careful in presenting to you spirit baptism. And John used the words, but he who is coming after me. This he, of course, you know, 
is the Lord Jesus Christ. And as I say, I want to be careful. I will be using even more scripture today, maybe than accustomed, though I try my best to use as much scripture as possible so that you would have that scriptural proof of what I am saying. Because the truth of the matter is, any opinion that I would have can change as soon as I don't share it. So my opinion matters not. But what matters is the Word of God. Now, some people think that this is my opinion and everybody must respect my opinion. Well, I respect your opinion. But the truth of the matter is, if your opinion is not according to the Word of God, or if my opinion is not according to the Word of God, then the Word of God stands out above everybody's opinion. So he said, but he who is coming after me here, this he he speaks of is the Messiah, whose sandals John was not worthy or fit to remove. John said, he's mightier than me. Yes, the one coming was mightier than John. The lowest task of a slave was to remove the sandal of his master and any guest's feet. And then after removing the sandals, the slave had the task then to go ahead and wash the feet of the master or wash the feet of the guest. And John said, I am not even worthy to do this to the one that is coming. Jesus used that to teach his disciples what it meant to be a servant. So in John chapter 13, verse 3 down to verse number 15, stay with me. Let's walk through the scripture and see what this is. I'm trying to show you what John, the words that John was using in regards to He's not worthy to wash the feet of Jesus or remove his sandals. In 13 of John, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he was come from heaven and went to God, he riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. So took his garment off that coat or outer garment that he would wear, that gown. He took it off and he took a towel and he wrapped the towel around him. And verse 5, after that he poured water into a basin. Who poured the water? Jesus. Where were the disciples? They were right there. But he's teaching his disciples what it means to be a servant and began to wash the disciples' feet. Now, who put the water in the basin? Jesus. Why did he put the water in the basin? Here, to wash the disciples' feet. Why he wrapped this towel around him? The scripture goes on to say, and to wipe them 
with the towel wherewith he was guarded. So Jesus took it upon himself, threw water in a basin, washed the disciples' feet, and he dried their feet. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? So he took the basin, he went over to where Peter was after washing and drying the disciple or disciples that he washed before Peter. And when he reached to Peter, Peter asked him, God, my feet? You are going to wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know afterwards. Peter still was not satisfied with that. Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. In other words, Peter was saying, Lord, you are the Lord. Instead of you washing my feet, I should be washing your feet. I, I won't allow you to wash my feet. No, no, no. And Jesus said, Hey, Peter, if I don't wash your feet, then you don't have no part with me. And Simon did not want that to end. And Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. In other words, you can wash my skin because I want to be a part of you. And I want you to be a part of me. I want us to be one of another. Jesus said unto him, He that is washed needed not save to wash his feet, but is cleansed every with. In other words, what Jesus was saying to them, you know, if you are saved, Peter, you are saved. The washing of your feet won't save anybody. A matter of fact, if you are washed, if your heart is clean, then you're okay. And he said, and ye are clean. You're clean, Peter. He said, but not all of you. Hmm, that must have been shocking. Look at verse number 11. You say, but, but how could you say he meant not all of them? Look at verse number 11. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, ye are not all clean. Ah, so the one that would betray him was not clean, was not truly a child of God. So after he had washed their feet, and had taken his garments and was sit down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? He called me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should follow and do as I have done unto you. In other words, he is showing us from his word how we must humble ourselves and serve others. Don't care who you are. And as I look, my time for today is up. So let me pray for you. Lord, for every listener, I say thanks. For every prayer request that they would have this day, calling to you. Lord, I pray that you would hear and you will answer according to your will. 
If for some reason, Lord, we are asking things that are not according to your will, would you put our prayer in your righteous sifter? And Lord, sift the things that are not according to your will and remove them from our prayer. And may your will be done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Friends, loved ones, God bless you. Have a great day. Jesus loves you. And so do I.